Hey everybody, I'm Stacey Gonder and this is the Maker Monday segment brought to you by the House of Sass and Magic. I am the lead designer and founder at the House of Sass and Magic and I'll be chatting with creatives who get real about their businesses and about themselves. Stay tuned to learn all about real creatives with real talent. Welcome to Maker Monday, everybody, on the House of Sass and Magic channel. I'm Susan, and interviewing Stacy today. Woo um, well, Stacy, why don't you tell us a little bit about what the House of Sass and Magic is? Sure thing, sure thing, sure thing. The House of Sass and Magic is a short-run, limited-edition uh, clothing brand for people that like to challenge the status quo. Um, it's a whole lot of sass, a little bit of magic with a dash of go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's kind of yes. how that goes. It um, really is. <laughs> yeah, you know, and not not in a bad way. Just kind of like, listen, you don't. You, nobody gets to tell me what to do, when to do it, or how to do it, and furthermore, what to wear. So I'll like wear is, whatever yeah, I want. Perfect for Mondays. Perfect for <laughs> right? Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I started the brand about six years ago, I guess. Um, okay. And ironically, it started as a side hustle um, to um, my sibling brand, Flash Design Company, which is primarily custom costuming for competitive dancers. And that's a seasonal um, industry. So... I took my love of music festivals, my experience with costuming, and kind of put the two together and gave oh, us like this. Like, like this, this is a like how, this. we don't do it. We don't do it the easy way. We go this way. Yeah, um, yeah, and it just kind of started to take on a life of its own. So here we are, coexisting. FDC House SM doing it. Exciting. And, and, and how, wh what advantages do you find having sister companies like that? Like, is there a benefit to being able to have them run back to back? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it, there was definitely much more of a separation between the seasons, you know, dance land, as I fondly call it would run usually September through till like May, June, and then festival season kind of backed right up against it from May, June through till August, September. Um, but I'd say in the last, the last three years, for sure, um, the more House Assassin Magic has taken on a life of its own, um, it has started to overlap. So they kind of run con congruently to each other, which I mean, is awesome because I, you know, it's a passion. It started out as a passion project and it's become something that's just ongoing, which is super awesome. Um, but at the same time, it's a little like, holy shit, it's, it's, it's its own thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's its own thing. <laughs> yeah, which poses another question. Are there any disadvantages to having two brands running congruently like that? Um, I mean, on a professional level, not really. Um, you know, the our in-house production, because we produce everything here in Toronto, um, the production part of it was kind of already set up in terms of staff and machines and space and all that sort of stuff. Um, on a personal level, it gets sometimes a little bit much to manage. <laughs> gets a little bit, it's a little bit, a little bit of a lot. It's a little bit of a lot. <laughs> um, but I mean, at the end of the day, and I say this all the time, that like, if what else would I be doing? 
Right. You right. know, yeah. like, especially yeah. in these last, what I guess it's been, I, I've been saying six to eight months, but it's been a year. Let's be real here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it has. Well, it's been ticking. It's a year. We can call it a year now. Close right. Yeah. Um, in the last year, I found myself like considering, I'm like, well, what else would I do if I wasn't doing all of the things that I'm doing? And I'm like, there's absolutely no way that I could see myself doing anything else. You yeah. know, and when I say anything else, I really mean creating. Like, I can't yeah. ever imagine a world that I live in that I don't create within. Like, even if I ended up on the seashore somewhere, you damn straight, I'm making things out of seashells and trying to <laughs> hand them off to people. Like, yeah, that's it's 100%. just <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, yeah, in, it's just in me. Yeah. Um, and in some weird way, I think that it's that same energy that that drives me to continue through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, clearly you're still, it's something you're still passionate about. I think once that passion goes away, that's when people really start to question whether they want to change industries or change businesses. But I mean, the secret is, is I've known you for long enough that I know that you will always be doing something creative and in, and in this vein of, of, I mean, let's talk about it. How did you get into, how did you get into starting up Flash DC? Um, how did I get into starting up Flash DC? Well, <laughs> so in a in a lifetime ago, in a in a galaxy far far away, <laughs> um, I grew up as a dancer. Um, I had, gratefully, I had, unfortunately, a very successful performing career as well as a career teaching dance, adjudicating dance, um, teaching like pretty much everything and anything that had to do with dance. I have been able to have my hands in and have been able to create a living out of it for myself, which I'm super grateful and super fortunate to have had. Um, and I found myself in a contract, um, I guess it was like 2000, no, it was earlier than that. It was like 19, I don't know, 1999, 1998. Um, and I was performing in a contract and the producer hauled me in to the office one day and basically said, hey, like you're fired. <laughs> I was like, hey, you suck. Hey, nobody tells me what the fuck to do. Right? I was like, uh, like legit. I didn't, at that point, it was probably one of the only times in my life that I didn't know what to do. Cause all I had yeah. ever known was eat, breathe and sleep dance. And I, you know, I'm famous for saying all I knew how to do was count to eight and start over again. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I don't know. I was very, very shocking moment um yeah it's a it's a life-altering moment for sure yeah. I mean people are like I'm because dancers like like people who work in film like myself we freelance and I mean people get fired all the time but sometimes it's just in those moments you just kind of go whoa yeah what am I doing here yeah yeah absolutely and what's even more ironic is I was fired because to quote unquote this woman is that I didn't I no longer looked the way I looked when I was hired I wow yeah and i was like wow so okay yeah i was like cool so it's not that i can't do my job it's not that i'm not talented it's not that you don't even want me here it's that i don't fit into whatever you know whatever it is that you've got going on here mm -hmm. which i mean from an artistic standpoint okay fair you know but from a human level i'm like you know what you're an asshole yeah, fuck you. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so at the time, I was training um, with Debbie Wilson, who um, was, is in hindsight, one of my mentors um, from a dance perspective. And mm -hmm. I remember her, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And she was like, you know, why don't you try stage managing or like 
theater directing or just something kind of in that world. There's and so many offshoots from that world that you can go off into. Yeah, and I kind of, in hindsight, I don't really consciously remember making the decision like, I'm gonna go to costume school. Like it didn't, it, it wasn't like a linear decision, but in, you know, I, I somehow ended up putting together a portfolio and applying to the International Academy of Design, um, which is a private institute in Toronto. Um, I don't think it's here anymore. I mean, I sound like I'm eight. You're right. I sound like I'm 800. I'm like, back, <laughs> or back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you got me talking about VHS tape the other day. So I think that's our theme right now. <laughs> fair play, fair play. Um, yeah, so, and shockingly enough, I was accepted because at that time I could like barely draw anything. I didn't know how to turn on a sewing machine. Like I like legitimately showed up being like, listen, I know how to dance. I know how to wear these costumes that we're creating, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, so I did an 18 month program, um, graduated in the top quarter of my class and uh literally like graduated in the in June of 2001 registered the, the business in July of 2001 started sewing for the kids and choreographers and studio owners that I was still working with in terms of teaching and adjudicating and uh, it was just me and my sewing machine in a in a two-bedroom apartment <laughs> when I think about it now I'm like who did I think I was like, yeah, this is me Hey, hey, you were way ahead of the times for, of, for, for as far as side hustles are concerned, where people, you know, set up a little corner in the little alcove in their living room with their sewing machine or whatever. So you were way ahead of the curve there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Renaissance yeah. woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how that came to be. And so like legitimately, so that was 2001, legitimately like every place that I moved after that, I was like, oh, but wait, is there a space for a sewing machine? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how that grew. And in 2010, uh, I was able to secure a contract that was big enough for me to secure like a space outside of just a two-bedroom apartment. A bedroom apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, there there are these there are these moments where sometimes I kind of stop and I'm like, you know what? Like, I did that. Like, yeah. You know, and I I did it somewhat out of necessity and somewhat out of like just pure sheer determination and like yeah. I said, like a con and and also a dash of like, well, what else would I have done? Yeah, like, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, well, you took you took life by the reins and reeled it in <laughs> on your own. Um, yeah, that's it's it's pretty exciting. And I mean, I've known you for all of that time, and mm -hmm. and it's been really great to watch that brand grow and you move into this beautiful space that you're in right now. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then so then FDC rolled into House of Assassin Magic. Yeah, yeah. So 2001, 2010, moved into this space and. Um, Ironically, um, the people who introduced me to electronic music um, on the scale that it has become part of my life, I honestly and truly believe A, and I know you'll find this hilarious, and this is a bit of an inside joke, sorry peeps, but like <laughs> it's the singular positive thing in, in addition to yourself that I took away from my marriage um, right. is that he introduced me to a world of music and a world of people that I still hold very near and dear to me. Yeah. Um, and then the second person to come into my life on a long-term relationship basis 
was like my festival buddy. He was my festy bestie, you know, and really kind of motivated me to marry those two worlds. And I probably, and, and again, a group of people and a part of my life that I hold so near and dear to me. And I'm super grateful to both of those individuals for introducing it into my life and, and allowing it to become part of my future and part of mm -hmm. what sustains me in life, you know, mm -hmm. which I think is, is super cool and also kind of, um, reassuring that it all wasn't for nothing yeah yeah <laughs> you know? 100%. Like, i paid that price and now i get the reward cool yeah yeah <laughs> well what a great example though of like um how one thing in life leads to another leads to another leads to another and that you almost like never stop growing right you never stop expanding you know you 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 had a focus on one thing and then a new thing came into your life and you went how can i incorporate this into my passion and then you incorporated it into your passion. That's pretty cool. Thanks, yeah. man. And you know, hearing you say that kind of tweaks my brain in 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 the sense that like that's essentially how I've sustained my businesses throughout. You know, yeah. like FDC is celebrating its twentieth year in business this year. Cue the lasers. And I had it ready this morning, and now I don't have it. <laughs> and, and the House of Sassam Magic is coming 2015. It's like five, this is its sixth year, you know, and it's, and like I said, continuing to take on a life of its own. And quite honestly, it's been at every step of the way looking at some of the situations that have been presented and being like, okay, what can I take out of this to either move forward and or look at it as a lesson to say, okay, you know what, that didn't work. So we're not going to do that anymore. But I yeah. am going to take the things that work and incorporate it into what we're going to do next and continuously reminding myself that I don't know everything and the, and I'm only as strong as the people that I surround myself with. 100%. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah. You know, people are like, oh my God, I'm like, I can't believe you did that. And it's like, well, listen, Pete, like, it wasn't just me. Like, yeah. you know, ultimately, yes, the decisions, the final decisions are mine, but there's so many things and so many people's perspectives and opinions and thoughts and their experiences that I can throw into the cauldron to make a successful recipe, you know? Yeah. And I, I am, I will never be so bold to say like, oh, I, I took it to the top. And I'm like, well, like, <laughs> did I though? Like, did there I? Yeah, well, to get high enough, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no end. There's no end to yeah, that. Yeah, no, but there really which, isn't. Which brings me to my next question: is like, where do you, where do you get for the for uh, House of Sass and Magic designs, which I own a few myself and I love wearing. Mm -hmm. So amazing. <laughs> um, uh, I'm biased. <laughs> um, <laughs> where do you get your inspirations from? Well, geez, this question is always so. Um... It's not simple, I guess. Is, oh, is, okay. Well, give us the unsimple answer. Yeah, because I, I like to say everywhere um, and everything, because like quite honestly, there'll be moments where I'm like legit just sitting at a red light somewhere and like an idea popped into my head and I'm like, oh, like that would be really cool if we did blah, 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 blah. Or I'll see something, you know, commercially that I'm like, mm, like, that's really cool. But what if it had this or what if it didn't have that? Or whether what if we took all of these components and, and I'm notorious for taking components and smushing them together and making it just one thing. I'm like, why choose if you don't have to? Let's make it all of the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why live My yourself? staff totally love it when I do that. P.S. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm like, but won't it be so cool? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I can I, I can simplify that answer for you. Where do you get your inspirations from? Uh, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> they come out of here. I'm pretty sure I. You just totally reminded me. I'm pretty sure I said that to my parents as a child when they were like, "Where do you come up with this stuff?" I'm like, "Uh, my brain." <laughs> my head, right here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was. They were talking about this, the back talk coming out of my mouth at some point, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, you are correct. Yeah, like it's not any one place. Um, I will say that I have a tendency to take things that are, let's call them stereotypical and or like I'm thinking about my my costuming, my, my costuming education at the moment. And I like to take a lot of those silhouettes and and turn them into things that are now. So very thing and staff also love it when I say that it's this-esque or this-ish. I'm like, it's never... For me, it's never just kind of like you're in this lane or you're in that lane. I'm always in the gray area. I'm always I'm I'm always in the in between. Um, I have a very hard time kind of pigeonholing or mm. categorizing or putting things in boxes because um, I just I just think it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, why, why you put me in this thing that's so like, ah. My favorite, my favorite thing when people would come into the booth is they would look around and be like, gosh, this stuff looks so great, but I don't know where I would wear it. And I'm like, grocery shopping. Yeah. Wear that outfit going grocery shopping. Who cares? Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to say that that's probably the biggest challenge we have is, is, can, I don't, I'm not, I don't even want to say convincing, but like, ah. <sighs> igniting in people that that idea that there is no right way to do things yes, or to 100%. wear things or you know there is no appropriate environment you know like that's not about you if somebody's telling you like mm, you shouldn't wear that to the grocery store well like guess what that's that's their discomfort There's, yeah right? like that's that's not your that's not your problem and like you know I get it Maybe you don't want to stand in the freezer section half buck naked because it's a little chilly in there. You know, that's just function over fashion. (laughs) Exactly, you know, or like maybe that violates some health regulations somewhere. I don't know. I get that part of it. But like, if it's just a matter of somebody's opinion that like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Like the whole thing about like, the top 10 things women shouldn't wear after they're 30. Like, according yeah. to who? Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, 100%. <laughs> first of all, time is a, man-made, <laughs> is a man-made convention. So, you know, maybe I'm not actually 35. <laughs> actually. And also, and also, don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very common yes. theme. It's our theme. It's our Monday theme. Don't fucking <laughs> tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, having said that, I think there's a little element of that, too, in my continued determination for success is that it's like, you're not going to tell me that I can't do it. Yeah. Because the more you tell me I can't or that I shouldn't, chances are I'm going to find a way to do it. That's just kind of how this brain works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I prepared a little segment for today. Oh, did you? Mm -hmm. I did. I did. Um, the, uh, the, the, the top three most annoying job interview questions. Oh, shit. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm totally ready. Hit me. I figured it was perfect. It was perfect for, for Maker Monday. So number one, Stacy, tell me about your strengths. 
Oh man, you're taking like a page right of my own fucking book here. <laughs> the tables have turned. Okay. Sorry, repeat the question. <laughs> Stacy, uh, tell me about your strengths. Well, I would say that my strengths are my tenacity. Um, when the going gets tough, Stacy gets tougher. Um, and I think that for some people that might be a little bit, um, intimidating, but again, I feel like intimidation is about the other person and not about really you. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say that my strengths are tenacity, but also kindness. Cause I will, you know, I'm like, well, like if you're not okay. Then like, let's talk about that and figure out how we can all be okay. Yeah. Um, and am I, am I doing three strengths or am I just uh, No, there's three questions. You can oh. give me as many strengths as you want. <laughs> right. And I think the other one that comes to the top of my head, I once had somebody tell me that if they were betting on a racehorse, that horse's name would be Stacy. <laughs> and at the time I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> In hindsight, I was like, oh, so what you're telling me is that I'm a sure bet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll get behind that. Yeah. That's great. I love that. (laughs) I'm going to use that one at some point. I'm going to put that one in my back pocket and use that one. You're welcome. (laughs) All right, Stacey, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell me what your weaknesses are? Oh, shit. You know, I could, I could cop out here and say that the same things that are my strengths are also my weaknesses. Um, because I do think that, that there's a dash of truth in that. Yeah, I agree, um, yeah. Because I will say that sometimes I don't know when to quit. Like, I really okay. don't know when to call it a day and just say, you know what, cut your losses. This isn't good for you. This isn't a mutually beneficial situation. Just, like, get over it, you know? Yeah. I tend to <laughs> beat the dead race horse. <laughs> <laughs> the racehorse race is limping along, you know? Um, yeah. And sometimes I think my kindness is a bit of a Achilles heel. Um, yeah. I have, a, I have a bit of a bleeding heart. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah I've talked this um, to death. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see that, but I think, I think in your defense, you, you, cause I, I, I like to think of myself in the same way that I always, um, I always expect the best of people until they show me their worst. Mm, and, uh, and you know, yeah. And so you kind of give kindness to the degree of the person doesn't deserve it anymore. And then it's like, well, sorry, <laughs> you're not getting off easy on this one. Yeah. This, you know, you, you really have to reel people in and keep them from taking advantage of the niceness. Yes. And I think that's a lesson that I've learned very, very recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying to do better at that. I'm trying to do better at recognizing those moments, um, especially, mm-hmm. you know, especially in business. And I've told a lot of people this quote along the way, it stuck with me from Arlene Dickinson, um, that if it's not a mutually beneficial relationship, whether it's business or personal, it's time to exit and or, leave, so true. And or leave the deal on the table, you know? Yeah. And I think I've had a hard time deciphering what that means in terms of like an internal struggle where I'm like well like it's okay like I can give more right now but it's like you don't yeah you don't don't think there's a hard fast answer to that one yeah right it kind of depends on the situation yeah yeah Yeah. so just trying to figure out that barometer I guess is the is the is is a bit of a weakness yeah Yeah. well I can see you're sweating so I'll get through the third question (laughs) 
Are you and kidding? Then it's like, it's so freaking cold here today. I am not sweating. <laughs> okay. Um, and this is actually a really, a really good one, I think, um, to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, tell me about a time where you encountered a business challenge and how did you overcome it? Oh, geez. I feel like I should have emailed these to you in advance. No, it's way totally more fun cool. this way. <laughs> Only because I love you. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there have been many. There have been many. Um, and I'm going to say I've overcome a lot of them with a lot of tears and a lot of bottles of wine. <laughs> Um, and then, you know what, like I said earlier, it, the core, my core support system that I have surrounding me really helped me kind of talk things through and also give me so many different perspectives. And I'm so grateful that I don't live in an echo chamber where the people around me just tell me kind of what they want, what I, what they think I want to hear yeah. and, or what yeah. they think I think the right answer is, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there have been so many different scenarios that I can think of where it's either, you know, bootstrapping from the very beginning. Um, I'm very, very proud to say up until recently, I fulfilled both companies um, without any taking out any loans or any of that sort. Like it was just straight up whatever I was making, I was putting back into the business. Um, and so really kind of looking at each challenge and figuring out, okay, what can stay, like I said earlier, what can stay, what can what can go, what can I do differently? And I'm sure you can attest to this, that you've heard me say this. I can sit here and, and try and figure out till I'm blue in the face, what it is about this situation that other people kind of have contributed to the negative situation that I find myself in, but what is it that I have or haven't done that mm. has led me to this situation and right. reflect on what I can do differently and or what else I have or haven't asked for along the way that would have facilitated a better and or different outcome. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was looking for some dirt there. You kind of coughed out on the answer. Um, <laughs> Listen, I have a reputation to protect. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just got a straight up business Stacy answer. There was, there was no, there was no fun Stacy in that answer. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think there was still fun Stacy in that answer. I would, I would certainly want to work for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, and I guess the last, the last annoying um, interview question is: Do you have any questions for me? Oh, wait, that doesn't really work in this scenario. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you. I know, but I do have questions for you because oh. a, a you've you've been in my life for the entire twenty years that FDC has been in business, and thereby, therefore, the entire time that SSM has been in, in existence, also. So, like you said, you've seen a lot of the ups and downs. You've seen a lot of the, you know, trial and error, and what have you. And what would you say, in your experience, has been the most enjoyable part of watching these brands grow? Aside from um, being able to, uh, wait, ask the question again. Jesus, but it was a really long question. <laughs> I <know. laughs> and I just um, came up with it. <laughs> um, it, it, it. I've had a unique opportunity to be able to participate firsthand in um, the House of Sass and Magic and coming to events with you and helping to sell clothes. And I think one of the, one of the biggest, um, one of the things that impresses me the most about the brand is it's, it's broad reach. Like mm. we were talking about how people were, were like, oh, I don't, I, I love that, but I don't know where I would wear it. 
for every one of those people, there's like 10 who will be like, oh my God, I need that. And they're all so different. So different personalities, different, um, different, you know, different people in this world yeah. um, come from different facets of life. Um, so it's just got such a broad reach to it. And I think kind of unintentionally too, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you kind of um, like and, and when anybody develops a brand, they're always like, you know, figure out who your audience is and you're just right. like, my audience is everybody. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It's funny. Like that's as we're moving through this pandemic and 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 reworking the way we present the brand, quote unquote, to the masses. It's been really interesting to try and come up with that verbiage for marketing and so on and so forth. And and it, it's always been probably the biggest challenge with the brand is to put it in this little bucket so that you know people can carry away, being like, oh, they do this, 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 and it's like. This House Assassin Magic is an accumulation of basically all of the kind of different, the, the, the multifacetedness of myself and of my life, you know, like I grew yeah. up on a farm, I moved to the city, I have this dance background, I love <clears throat> um, electronic music, but I also love like boho hippie vibes, like, I'm, you know, like it's, it's everything all at once. And so trying, and, and like I said, also like trying to kind of um, box that in. Yeah. Like it's just never occurred to me to yeah. to present anything in that way because it's not how I present myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that's really cool that that's something that you find very special about it because that's, like you said, unintentionally the intention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's really great to see people sort of discover a new part of themselves when they put on an outfit. Like, yeah. like you know, it, it's not just like, peddling stuff out to people and like like trying to sell somebody something that they probably don't need. It's like somebody will try on a skirt. There's like one of those skirts left and like five different people will try it on and it just won't be right. It just it either doesn't fit quite right or they're like, man, I really like it on the hanger and it's beautifully done and you did great work, but I just don't think it's me. And then that one person will come along and put it on and they'll be like, holy shit, like, life-changing like this is the coolest thing i've ever seen and they wouldn't have seen it if they hadn't come to that experience whether it was a festival or something like that yeah. if they hadn't come there and been there in that moment and five other people hadn't passed on this item it wouldn't it wouldn't be theirs and it's like sometimes it's like people like your clothing discovers its people yeah you know? totally yeah. totally totally i don't know if you remember this i think it was pride well, it wouldn't have been last year because it didn't happen. So the year before, so 2019, mm -hmm. there was <clears throat> a young woman who came into the booth and she tried on a couple of the the corset halter tops. And she legitimately was in tears by the time she left because she felt so good about herself. And so, and I she pulled me aside as she was leaving and she was like, you know, my self-esteem is so shitty and I always feel so self-conscious and da, 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 da. she's like, but all of you in this booth made me feel beautiful and I feel beautiful leaving here. And I was like, you just made my life. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I could, I'm happy to not sell another single thing for the rest of the weekend <laughs> because that just happened. And I yeah. think I think that's also something going back to the marketing and 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 kind of this the sales part of it is that I personally like yes making money you know it, it gives us access to whatever it is that we need to do in our lives. However, 
the experiences that people have with the brand and the experiences that people have with the clothing and the, what they walk away with is yes. so much more important to me than selling a cabillion of whatever's, you know, yeah. like I really, and that might be a double-edged sword that, you know, most people don't understand that's like, but like, it's your job. And it's like, actually, it's not my job. It's my passion. And it's what I want to do and what I want to share with people. I don't do this solely for myself. I do this for everybody to enjoy. There isn't one right way to run a business. I mean, I hope hope not because that means I'm probably not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) There's things you don't do, like, you know, pocket money or not pay taxes to the government, but like everything else is all negotiable. (laughs) But yeah, and and, and here's one more question for you. Okay. Um, What is the coolest custom piece you've ever made for someone? Ooh. You have any to choose from? I mean, probably the coolest is probably I did. This was a while ago, actually. It was an outfit I did for a woman for Africa Burn, um, which and it came and I think because it was at the beginning of the House Assassin Magic, and it came totally out of left field. It was when we didn't really have a super huge online presence, um, and she just kind of like hit us up and was like, and what made aside from the design and the interaction with the, with the person, it was just really cool that some, I think it was one of the first times that it was somebody that we hadn't plopped ourselves right in front of, whether it was at a festival or whether it was at a convention or whatever, it was literally somebody on the other side of the globe that like sought us out. Yeah. And was like, I want to work with you. And that was a pretty cool moment. Um, Yeah. So in terms of the custom piece, I think that was probably the, I don't know it seems the coolest, I guess. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But like, but each experience of creating a custom piece. Yeah. But each one is super cool. Like honestly, sometimes when I'm creating things or like when I'm sketching them out or working with the client, like it's, it's like the first time every time. Yeah. And I, sometimes I feel like a little kid where I'm like, look what we're doing, even (laughs) though we've done it a thousand times, you know, like, you know, or I've gone through that process a thousand times. It's just as exciting as the first time ever. Nice. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I'm fresh out of questions. Oh hey, my man. gosh. What do That's... we do now? Well, I think what we do is we tell people that the House Assassin Magic is on Instagram. Ah, uh, yes. So the House of, I'm sorry, I did not think <laughs> uh, Well, well, thank you, Stacy, for joining you on your channel today. Um, <laughs> I would just like to let everybody know that the House of Stats and Magic is on Instagram and the a website. I don't know if we're going to put it at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, definitely. What, what, uh, what, I'm sorry. I just, I have, I just, I just follow you automatically. I don't know what, what is the, what is the handle? Uh, um, at House SM. At House dot um, on Instagram, uh, at House SM Facebook and www.houseofsassmagic.com is the website. And P.S. brand new stuff being launched this week. So excited. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. it a lot of it matches my hair. So that's pretty cool. And well, um, any other any other year, I would say, so any big plans for your birthday? I mean, just going to be popping bottles in my kitchen, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't remember. Did you... Kitchen. 
did we do anything for your birthday last year or was it just yeah we like just slid it in it was the last yeah so they shut us down on what like the 17th or something like that and we did my so they shut us down on the Monday and we did my birthday celebration the Friday before yeah Yeah. that's right that's right yeah wow so yeah we can call it a year it's been a year I know quite the year I know. I know. But I mean, my dog's birthday is in like three days. So I'm just going to order her a cake and order me a cake. And the two of us are just going to sit and eat it. <laughs> I didn't know it was Sophie's birthday too. Yep. On the fourth, whatever day okay. that is. Happy yeah. birthday, Sophie Stacy. Happy birthday. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Okay. I'm just going to pop off lasers all night. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I would like to put that sound effect on my phone. Just permanently. Yeah. Please do. Whenever I call or text, that'll be my ringtone. Well, this Amazing. has been super fun. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for letting me interview you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for doing it. Like I said, I knew there was only a couple of people that were going to be up for the task. And I figured, you know what? Let's give let's give everybody a double feature of Stacey and, <laughs> Stacey and Susan. Yeah, let people get sick of me. <laughs> Never, never. All awesome. right. Good day, lady. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody at home. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of the House Assassin Magic's Maker Monday Chats. Be sure to follow us on Spotify so that you never miss an episode and so that you can share it with all your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at HouseSMT.dot or on Facebook, House SM. And I'd love to hear from all of you. Pop me an email and or direct message via social media.